0: What's up, everyone? My name is Christian di Tacchio. And I'm Giuliano okay. Clary, And this is Defozy w- Football Radio. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. Today is Tuesday, September the 29th, and we've got a lot to talk about. We have uh, some midweek uh, matches, three midweek matches coming up tomorrow uh, with uh, big match day three happening on the weekend with some great games. But uh, first, we want to
1: talk about uh, this past weekend, some incredible games. What did you say, Giuliano? yes lots of incredible games incredible results the fixtures were really exciting um but i think we're going to start with uh atalanta yeah let's atalanta let's game.
0: jump right in uh, so uh first
1: game uh going over this past week uh weekend match day
0: two uh let's start with uh torino and atalanta what did you think
1: wow atalanta that's all i gotta say
0: seriously They're for real.
1: Haven't missed a beat since last uh, season.
0: They're for real. They're absolutely for real, these guys. Um, Totally dominated that Torino game. They just they didn't. I know they conceded two goals, but uh, they just looked solid, and they were serious, and they knew they had to pick up that win, and uh, all the credit to them. They dominated that game. Sorry, Salvatore Cinegu. You had uh, your work cut out for you. And, uh, you know, really sorry for this Torino team that's a lot better than uh, their record shows, but uh, Atalanta, fantastic squad.
1: Yeah, Gasperini got his tactics right, knew what Marco Giampaolo was going to bring to the table in that game, and he just simply had his team outplay them. They countered their uh, possession game, pressed high up the pitch, clogged up the middle, slow the ball they made quite a few mistakes uh torino on the ball and their passing and that midfield of martin durun freuler and uh papu gomez always falling into the half spaces getting in between the midfield and the defense he was able to pick up the ball run at the defense and he caused so much trouble papu gomez put in a man of the match performance looked unreal so now you see why he's getting called up for argentina and not much else to say about them. They played phenomenal. Maybe what we can say about Atalanta is their defense still has a few holes in them. Yeah, still they, a few gaps. Yeah, Bellotti did really well to finish his two chances. He did. But if Atalanta does have a weakness, it is that defense. Toloi looked uh, asleep on some of the goals. Caldara didn't look too good. So maybe that's a bit of a weakness. What do you think yeah, about Yeah, I Atalanta? think so.
0: I think that's where, that's where their weakness is. And, uh, well you know atalanta is uh they're an attacking team that's their strength, their weakness is, is their defense, so they're going to hope that their their attack and their heavy press is going to basically blindside everybody from their weakness and uh, keep that hidden, but uh, when they play teams, we'll see with the measuring stick when they play uh, Lazio on tomorrow, uh, if uh, if they're able to uh, keep this momentum going, but uh, I think they looked really good. Um, yeah, Torino did expose their defense a little bit, uh, looks a little weak, but uh it's it's one game in for Atalanta, so let's see how they go the rest of the way. So
1: yeah, still fresh, but I still think just based off of last season, their collapse in the Champions League against uh, Petit Saint-Germain, they are, I'd say, world-class uh, defensive signing, and maybe one more solid defensive signing away from being a, a true contender year in year out. They look really good. The finishing, like I said,
0: you don't world think class. Uh, you so don't, don't think do
1: Caldara has that opportunity
0: to be that world class defender for them.
1: Mattia, he hmm. I don't think so. You don't no, think so? I don't think so. He can be he can be a solid defender, uh, just in terms of world class, I don't think so. But you never know. Once you sign one player, the whole dynamics of the defense can change. Like I think sure. their I think their weakness in that defense is uh is Toloy. He's a good player, good player on the ball, but there was a few moments in that game where he was just ball watching and Balotti just ran past him into spaces and he just wasn't challenging for headers, I believe, on the second goal it was. So, one good signing. That t- entire defense changes, I think. So, maybe Caldara, you know, maybe a bit like the, we can say the Chiellini-Bonucci situation. Maybe he has a good partner come in, compliments his, yeah. you know, his weaknesses in his game and he can Stand out even more.
0: Well, there's still a couple more weeks left in the transfer market, so maybe they are, uh, maybe they got something in the works.
1: Yeah, you never know. They've signed quite a few players already at Atlanta, so you know they're serious this year.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on. Uh, then we have the next game there. Lazio basically going to work, 2 nothing win against Cagliari. Cagliari again comes out 4 3 3. Eusebio Francesco style and gets dominated. He I mean,
1: yeah, he played right into Simone Inzaghi's hands.
0: He did, he did. Lazio Didn't came out, they pressed, they scored really early. That Lazari goal really had uh, De Francesco panicking right away, thinking you know four minutes in they're they're a goal behind, mm-hmm. and they have to catch up. Lazio went to work. Good three points for them.
1: Yeah, Lazio, easy three points. I think maybe the Francesco's listening to our podcast uh, <laughs> <laughs> because he did drop Nandez back into the midfield. I just noticed the biggest problem with his Calieri team is that midfield and the defense are not in sync. They're did? not
0: in sync at all. No. They're not in sync at all. But you know all the credit to to uh Alessio Crano putting in uh, putting in a great performance stopping five of seven shots. Yeah. So Still
1: early in City A hands down the best goalie right now. Hands, hands down. down. Hands down he's been keeping Caliri in these games he's been doing really well yeah yeah absolutely i wasn't i wasn't too impressed with uh liko as a left back he kind of had a rough game uh he completely ball watching on the first goal lazity just snuck behind him he didn't even look over his shoulder nothing was totally unaware and lazity just snuck behind him got a front boom tapped the ball in after marisic beat uh farago on the wing there so yeah a lot of work to do with this cali team i di Francesco he's got uh, he's got to work some miracles i think here i think he's, he's gonna gonna this team going to get right. a going. yeah
0: we'll see if he lasts more than 10 games this time
1: yeah i know but uh, we'll move,
0: moving on fantastic game third game in this match day uh, people in zagi and this benevento team great comeback Coming back down and out against the Sampdoria team, Claudio Ranieri did tinker with this lineup. They looked a lot better, Sampdoria, but then they went flat-footed when they went up. They thought they could sit back, and this Benevento team pushed it to them, came back, and deservedly so, won this game. What do you think, Giuliano?
1: Yeah, Benevento surprised, but fortunate to get the win. Uh, that
0: that if, third goal, though, Yonita, that was a great yeah, goal. Yeah, that was a
1: great shot. That great was a shot. great goal.
0: Bottom yeah. bottom right corner.
1: Great shot. They did go 2-0 down. If you look, if, so if you're into stats, expected the goals uh, for this game. It was uh, Benevento 1.2, Sampdoria 1.6. So obviously what that means is Sampdoria should have won this game, won this game based yeah. off their uh, goal-scoring chances. They didn't, uh, they couldn't do it. Adero, they let in some some weak goals, maybe shouldn't, but he saved shots he, he, he shouldn't have saved, yeah, and he, he let in goals. He made right? some
0: unreal stops. For those of you that didn't check the highlights to this game, check the highlights. Unfortunately, Emil Odero let in some softies for Sampdoria, mm-hmm. but uh, check out some of the saves that he did make. Uh, yeah. Some coast-to-coast, unreal, fantastic goalkeeper, still a lot to learn, he's still very young. He's going to gel into a very solid goalkeeper, I think.
1: Yeah, if there's one player I have to pick up, pick on on this uh, Sampdoria team who started in their last game against Juve and he's having a bit of a rough season so far as Lorenzo Tonelli. He's been at fault, I feel, for... What was the score of that Juve game? It was 3-0, right? Three-nothing, so he's yeah. been at fault, I'd say, for at least four goals they've conceded so far. Just ball watching, doesn't know where he is. He's really got to step up because he's supposed to be one of the veterans in that Sampdoria team and he's not having a good ride right now at all.
0: Well, um, Sampdoria does have some prospects on the bench, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know maybe it's time for Ranieri to give them a shot at center back and give Tonelli a rest. He, two games now, you know, faltered in both those games, so it's time. Like to, big mistakes, yeah. big mistakes, and not big even, mistakes. So
1: all led to goals. His mistakes too. Change it up. Have to and yeah, Benevento. That last goal was a nice goal. I think Adoro Adero maybe should have saved it. But he didn't. So regardless, Benevento got that win. Huge win. Big statement to uh, get their City A campaign off. Now they got a huge challenge uh, tomorrow against Inter. We'll see what they can do. Uh, their goalie. What do you think about Benevento's goalie? I don't know if you saw him too much you know uh, montipo is his name he had that terrible giveaway in the first eight minutes that of game. was
0: a that was that felt like uh watching a men's league yeah with that kind of bonehead you don't make that kind of play in professional soccer yeah. especially in the top division in italian soccer we all make mistakes but that one was a really big mistake and when you're benevento you don't want to make mistakes like that especially when you're fighting for survival in this in this season we all know what benevento's goal is for this season. It's to stay in Serie A. So, do not make those mistakes. He played okay the rest of the way. Benevento got the win. That's what's more important.
1: Yeah, and that's the big difference between the second and the first division, Serie B and Serie A. The, dif- the difference is, the best of the best, they capitalize on mistakes. You make a mistake, you are going to get crucified for it. That's the way it works Absolutely. in uh, the top level. Any top level. The players are faster they're smarter. They anticipate way better yeah. than, you know. I mean, we'll, we'll get into
0: that a little bit more um, when we go over Sassuolo and Spezia. But uh, the coach there, Italiano for Spezia, said we realized real quick how different the quality is in City A compared to City B, just to mm-hmm. touch on that.
1: Yeah, and how and also how nice was it to see uh, Calderiola come back. Yeah. It's been a while since he's been It has been, been a City while. Out. He had a little stint in Germany, right? Not a little stint. He with was in the, Germany for a while. For,
0: with Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen, yeah. yeah he was yeah. with Werder Bremen.
1: But did he start at Sampdoria again?
0: Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I didn't follow Luka, him. yeah. Once he went to Germany, I, I, he kind of fell off the radar yeah. for me. But uh, He was
1: supposed to be one of those big players I never was. kind of worked out. And now he's scored two goals. Yeah. He's, uh Good on him. Second in the Kind of I, think so far. Uh, I think he's
0: I think he's found his he's found his spot. And when you're playing side by side with Camille Gleek, who's uh who's a veteran, knows Syria really well with his years at Torino. Good on them. I mean yeah. it's a good pairing. It is a really good pairing right now. Let's see if this center but if the if this pair of Gleek and Caldirola can hold
1: up for the rest of the season. So great
0: yes. first game for them. The big test is tomorrow against Inter.
1: So let's see what happens. Exactly. So yeah, well let's move on to Inter now. Let's move on. That was uh, probably the game I would say uh, the, the most exciting game, I think. Inter I, I was the say. goal scored and everything.
0: I would say, I would say. I
1: mean before you dig in into Inter. this
0: a little before you dig into this a little, because yes, I yes. know we're gonna really go into uh we're really gonna go into this game. I just got this to say about this game. I watched it from start to finish. It was a fantastic game, back and forth. Inter. More so fortunate to get the win, but they did deserve the win, is what I'll say. But Beppe Yakini. Basically came out. We all knew Fiorentina was going to play the counter-attack because that's the Bepiakini way. And Antonio Conte came out, said he was going to play the press. So it was it was what everybody expected. I don't think anybody expected it to be this high and for Fiorentina to capitalize three times. I think you got a problem in goal with Handanovic. I think you really need to look at replacing him in the next year or so because he did look slow in some of those counterattacks and uh, if you're Inter it's Scudetto or bust for you and you really need to shore up that goalkeeping spot and even the defense looked a little sloppy credit it is their first game of the season but uh, they really need to uh, they really need to get this you know on lockdown because it's Scudetto or bust for these guys so
1: yes that's what I'm scared about with Inter the defense I don't know what's going on we had the best defense to City yeah, last year and we already shipped in three goals first game I know it's a it's a better Firenze team than last year Firenze always has Inter's number the last few seasons
0: they were good goals Like
1: they were good goals
0: Kwame Castrovilli, that a goal
1: too yep, yep. perfect counterattack. perfect counterattack, and and that's what Conte said he knew Fiorentina their whole game plan was clog up the middle counterattack, wait for Inter to make a mistake And take advantage of this defense. I don't know what happened with this defense selection. I guess it's all we had. But my big question is why get rid of Godin? I know he's around 34, 35. The guy brings invaluable experience in this team. He does. We were running D'Ambrosio as a right center back. I like D'Ambrosio. I don't think he's uh, a center back, though I think he's more of a right-sided player.
0: He scored you that winner.
1: He did score the winner, but that's what he does. That's what I love about D'Ambrosio. He scores big goals.
0: And for those of you that think that Danilo D'Ambrosio doesn't deserve to be in the Italian national team, you see what he does when he comes on. What He's a, a clutch making. player. He's a he clutch needs player. to be that right back. I think he deserves that. But right he has back. to play.
1: But he has to play in the right position, mm-hmm. not as a center back. They had uh, beside him Bastoni, yep. and then they had our newest signing, one of our newest signing, Kolodov as his left center back. To be honest, I was not happy with this defense. the The very first goal I th- was the Kwame goal. I don't even know, but that's but that's the problem. All ball watching, that's every a, single but one. That's of, that's a problem. I couldn't believe
0: Alexander Kolorov is not a center back. No,
1: that's what I mean. You had two, you had two guys that don't play center back naturally. There and Conte goes to throw them together in an attacking team yeah. against sorry against a counter attacking team, and three minutes in they concede a goal. Bastoni was ball watching. Kolorov was caught between two guys. D'Ambrosio was a no man's land. Like, if this is how we're going to go forward with the defense, and they're also contemplating selling Screener. I know Asulio came out and said they weren't going to sell him, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Tottenham is looking, but I just think uh, it was such a big mistake that they sold Godin, I think. I believe they should have kept him, but whatever. This is a defense going forward for now. We need the Regents... Screener to stay healthy. You need him
0: to stay healthy, and I know he's on the way out. Andrea Ranocchia, it could have added, it could have been a nice piece. Yeah, yeah, Ranocchia's gone too. An experienced veteran. He was on the bench for this game.
1: He was, yes. But he has one foot out the door Uh, to Genoa, right?
0: It's true. It's true.
1: Uh, What I want to say about Fiorentina is Chiesa, please don't leave because you finally found your position, which is that right sided midfielder. You're not a forward. Nope. Okay, so get it out of your head. You're not, you're not a uh, goal scorer. Is going to dribble and shoot and score. You're going to be on the end of passes, running towards the net. That's that's who you are. So please stay at Fiorentina. Don't go to Juve. Don't do it. Stay here. Develop. You well, know, you're going to rot at exactly. Juve. Exactly. Own that right side, that right side of midfield because he played phenomenal. He did. Put a, a great. too just destroyed that entire left Frank. side. He uh, turned D'Ambrosio inside out a few times. That's why I don't think... D'Ambrosio is not a good one-on-one defender. No, Uh, That's my problem with him being there. But credit to those two. They played unbelievable in this game. Uh, Another thing I would like to say... In the midfield, I noticed... uh, Just reading messages and stuff. People were talking about the inter-midfield that started the game. Weren't that great. Honestly, that wasn't my perspective. I thought they played pretty good. I just think it was a very creative uh, midfield with Ericsson, Barella, and uh, the third one, why is my my brain not working right now? The third midfield. Brozovic. Yeah, Brozovic was in the uh, the trio in the midfield. Three very creative players. Barella. Great player. I can't. This guy is the real deal. He's he's the real He's the future of Italy. Fantastic. That guy needs to play all the time. Erickson I thought, was pretty good. The problem was with Eriksson and Brozovic, no one was able to get on their passes. And you saw when those changes were made, when Hakimi came on, oh, the difference between difference. him and Ashley Young on that right side. What a difference. Hakimi's always looking for the ball in space. And that's how he was able to get. And that's what I mentioned in the last podcast. Him versus Baragi, he would destroy Baragi. And when he came on, he ran Baragi. He did. Baragi was pen right back in his end. He beat him one point. Cross the ball right across to and yeah. goal, and just like that, Hakimi yeah. was and a standout player. These changes
0: that Conte made, they really shored up that midfield. I mean, two Artu- we got to see Arturo Vidal Arturo, come on. Arturo, Alexis Sanchez was involved Sanchez. in both goals. Yep, Senzi, Roger Nangolan. Yeah,
1: Senzi made a difference. That's where you got to give Conte credit. The those subs were they were very, crucial. Yeah, they very, were,
0: that's what won you the game.
1: Yeah, Nangolan didn't do much, but yeah, Vidal won a couple balls in the middle. Senzi was involved in Alexis Sanchez got the assist on both of the uh, the last two goals. Inter was lucky, but they didn't play great, but I love seeing that uh, Grinta that they put in there. They didn't give up. They played yeah. to the last second, and that's what's going to win you titles. That
0: is what's going to win you titles. You know, thinking they're down and out and coming through, so you're good on them. Big win.
1: Yes, they just they just need to... They had this problem last season. They cannot hold the lead for the life of them. They can't. It has to end. They have to start sorting out this defense I don't know what Conte has to do this team has to stop conceding when they're in the lead
0: yeah and just one thing I want to touch on this game going to the goalkeepers Bartolomej Dragowski four saves on seven shots yeah and uh Samir Handanovic one save on four shots
1: yeah Handanovic yeah you mentioned him earlier Handanovic it is time to go it is time to go he's still a great goalkeeper it's time to go but it's time for that change and uh we need to sign somebody. Maybe Cranio. (laughs) We don't know.
0: Well, I think is looking for a way out, so.
1: But, yeah, I think Andanovich, yeah, one or two more years he has left on his contract, I believe. I
0: think it's two. Two years. He is your captain.
1: He is the captain. I feel like he's a silent captain. I don't know, obviously, Andanovich personally, but.
0: He's got the band on. makes him harder to.
1: Yeah. I'll, I I like Andanovic. He came at Inter In a very hard moment Andanovic, and He did You gotta give him credit For keeping Inter He did Floating You know
0: Well credit to them
1: Yeah Big game Big coming win. up tomorrow So before we cancel this game Sorry, before we move on To the next game I mean What did you think about uh, What did you think about Chiesa Versus Perisic On that left uh, side
0: I loved I loved Chiesa In that role That he played mm-hmm. He played fantastic Up and down the flank Cut in Typical Federico Chiesa But it worked
1: and his defense, too. It
0: worked. It he really beat, did. Yeah,
1: he beat Pettisic to the ball two or three times yeah. on the defensive end.
0: He's a hard-working player. He, he's a hard worker. Not incredibly gifted in skill set, I would say, on the ball, no fancy moves. He just works hard. He puts in his time, and I think he's going to be a lot better. In the, very, in the very near future, if he keeps this up. Yeah. I'm a big Federico Keza fan. I, I know I said in the first podcast, I, I love him. I think he's raw right now. But he's these kind of games is what gets you that experience, is what takes you to the next level. And I think this guy is going to be that guy that goes to the next level. But to reiterate what Giuliano said, don't go to Juventus. Don't be Bernardeschi, because we all saw what happened when Bernardeschi went to Juve.
1: From Firenze. For,
0: from Firenze. Promising talent. At, uh, and he's
1: very similar to Chiesa, too.
0: Very similar. So, Chiesa, stay where you are. That's Learn, all I got to exactly. say about Learn that.
1: Learn from the past. Don't go to Juve. Don't do it. You found your position. Stick it out. 100%. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to uh... Spezia and Sassuolo.
0: Sassuolo, I really feel for Chicho Caputo here. Poor guy. Scored scored three goals that were all disallowed because he was in the offside position, but then he finally nets a goal that counts. So technically he scored four goals in the game three of them disallowed unfortunately and got an assist and he got an assist this sassuolo i don't think we need to talk much about this game because sassuolo dominated them from start to finish Jurić played great was just gonna ripped say. apart that that first goal take a look at that goal ladies and gentlemen if you have a chance sassuolo spezia jurich totally ripped apart Jacopo sala nice salad right through And beat Zoet bottom right corner. Beautiful goal. Congratulations to Sassuolo. Spezia, you're in for a rude awakening coming into Serie A. Italiano himself said, we learned really quick in this game alone. The golf and talent between Serie B and Serie A, they are going to struggle. Spezia is going to struggle. Bottom of the table. A big fat 20th place for them. Good luck.
1: Yeah, it's going to be hard for them. Like we've said already a dozen times. Um yeah, caputo. This guy, Unlocky, a, but lucky. this guy deserves a <laughs> shot.
0: This guy deserves a oh, shot. This guy deserves a shot on la nazionale. Roberto he Mancini, does. please. That must have been a
1: record: three goals in one game for one player. Yeah, Roberto Mancini, please. And Give this guy a shot. <laughs> yeah, he does, and. On a side note, I've never seen this before. There was identical twins. Sorry, I don't know if they're identical, for time, but they're twins regardless. The Ricci twins played in this game for opposing teams, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen that. So just a little.
0: They kind of had something similar in the Euro a couple years ago, but they're not twins. But Granit Chaka played for Switzerland, and then he played his brother Talon Chaka, And then his mom had that shirt that was half Albanian, half Swiss. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, cool little thing. But Sassuolo, congrats on the win. They're on fire. Well looks really good.
0: Looking really good. Good who's job. Who's their uh,
1: who's their next match against? I'm just curious. Sassuolo,
0: we're going to get into Let's a little bit later, but Sassuolo's playing just taking a look. I think they have a bit of a Crotone. Break. Crotone.
1: Well, there's another 3 yeah, points. We'll talk about that one after. There's
0: yeah. another 3 points. All right. Won't touch really. We'll touch quickly on this game. Hellas Verona one nothing win over Udinese. Was a very it was more of a bore fest this game. Alice Verona lucky to get the win. Looked like it was heading out for a draw, but Udinese, you have no quality. (laughs) I'm sorry, you don't. I mean, I know there's the Paul. That's about it. There's the Paul. They brought in Pereira back from Watford. But uh, Trost E. Kong just went to from Udinese to Watford.
1: Yeah, all these some, guys are doing... They're just, just swapping
0: between their two clubs. Exactly.
1: And Trost E. Kong was a starter last year, so now you're yeah. getting rid of a starting defender. It's very strange what's happening at, at Udineza. It's like they're giving up on this squad. I think so. I think so. I think the Putzel family's got
0: all their money into Watford, getting Watford back to the Premier League, because the Premier League, at the end of the day, everybody, more money. There's more money in that. So... Udinese is kind of an afterthought and that's why these protests are happening in Udine where the fans are saying this the Pozzo family hasn't or they don't care about Udinese. I wouldn't say they don't care about Udinese because Udinese is such a historical club, but Udinese unfortunately is the is an afterthought when you compare them to Watford and how much revenue you can make. You can make more revenue with Watford than you can with Udinese, which is the sad thing. And uh this is going to really hurt Udinese. I don't think the Pozzo family is going to really care about this Udinese team until Udinese gets relegated. I really—that's th- what it feels like with yeah, this that's, team.
1: That's the goal. Don't get relegated this year. Um, just a quick couple notes I want to make on this game. Yeah, it was uneventful. Verona looks solid. They don't look amazing going forward. They don't look—they uh, look solid in the back. Yeah, solid look- goalkeeper, Sylvester. They're just a solid team. Solid team. Not exciting. Ivan Jurch is doing a good job. I just want to congratulate. Uh, uh, Favilli for his first Serie A goal. Huh. Uh, so that's his first ever Serie A goal. And you no know, congratulations, I think, Hellas Verona is 2-0 now. Two with and a oh. bit of an asterisk there. The, right? That's a big asterisk <laughs> right there.
0: Big asterisk. But, uh, but i sure, yeah, as
1: the season goes, they're sitting second right now on the table. But as the season goes, we'll see them. They'll regress. They'll yeah, be a they'll mid-table regress. team.
0: They'll be a mid-table team. All right, let's move on to this big thrashing of Napoli-Genoa.
1: Genoa brought right back down to earth where I thought they... Would be.
0: <laughs> I, I feel for this team, though. You know, Matti, Mattia Perin getting diagnosed with COVID nineteen. Yeah. Federico
1: Sean. yeah. And who were you gonna say a big, a big name who has been out of the game for a while? Uh, You're just about to say Federico Marchetti stepped is in. Back. Poor guy, six goals, <laughs> six goals, and we, he was and he was at fault for a few, which yeah. you can't blame him for. You
0: can't, you can't just cuz it's been a while. I feel for Federico Marchetti. This guy was a great goalkeeper haunted by 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Has never recovered. Has never recovered from it. But let me tell you something folks. This is the one thing about Federico Marchetti. Everybody goes back to that 2010 South Africa World Cup and how poor he poor he played. Let's let's face it. When you're sitting behind Gianluigi Buffon, who's still in his prime in 2010, do you really expect that you're going to play a minute for the Italian national team? No. So when Buffon went down, he was in shock. This guy was a great goalkeeper. He had a pretty solid career. Now he's in the tail end of his career. Poor guy gets eaten alive by Napoli. But credit to Napoli. We said this before. Napoli have arguably the best attacking trident in the city of Ah. This Napoli team is for real. And Koulibaly going nowhere. This team is for real. And the measuring stick comes in their next game. Unfortunately, it looks like Nsenia is not going to be able to make that game. So that's yeah. a huge blow to Napoli. But this Gennaro Gattuso team is running really well.
1: Ozyman's been amazing.
0: Ozyman's been fantastic.
1: I don't think he hasn't scored yet, but... His movement off the ball. his He's just—he's a player where the center backs have to worry. You don't yeah. worry about him. He's going to score. So he takes these two center well, backs out of the game, and it gives Insigne, Martens, and Lozano all the space. Yeah,
0: Chucky Lozano. Okay.
1: Two goals. Great
0: game, Chucky. Great game.
1: Martens, a goal, two assists. How about Lorenzo Insigne, though, eh? Lorenzo. This Yeah, he played he, solid this game. He
0: looks solid. Zielinski. Zielinski. Way to go, Piotr. He played really well.
1: Goal assist, so... They look, they they look, look good. really good.
0: And I think Meret was in net for this game, too. Meret was in so net. They shot, so, Gattuso, credit to you for shuffling shuffling yeah. the teams, keeping both your goalkeepers warm. Because as a goalkeeper, you know that every time you go out for a few games and you get thrown back in, it's really hard. So, credit to you, Gattuso, for keeping both your goalkeepers warm.
1: Yeah, and Almas came on, too. He had a really good game. Almas came on with the, the goal. Yep. But, yeah, Genoa sorry not to take it away from Napoli, but Genoa, they just, Rolando Mara and this team, I just don't see it for them. I still think they're going to get relegated. Raja, their midfielder, he missed a huge opportunity in the, the opening 20 minutes, he just shanked with his left foot, completely missed the ball.
0: Well, maybe that's why they're going to be bringing Balotelli and then, in. And then he had
1: a giveaway. I know. They they just look, they look pretty bad. The defense looks a mess. These guys run around with their heads chopped off.
0: They do. They do. Can't, uh,
1: can't mark, can't defend one-on-one. Yeah. I would disagree with you, and I don't think that they're
0: going to be relegated this year. I think they got much more quality than a Crotone, a Spezia, and even a Udinese. So, but we'll see what happens. It's still very early in the season. Big loss for them. Big win for Napoli. Congratulations. Let's move on to the next game. Won't talk too much about it. We knew this was going to happen. Whether you have Zlatan or you don't have Zlatan. AC Milan winning 2-0 against Crotone. Crotone just looks so flat-footed. They really do. They look like they don't belong in the Serie A. And uh, Milan just went to work. 2-0. See you later.
1: Thanks for the three points. Exactly. Easy victory. Maybe a bit of controversy on the first goal. I know Rebic, it didn't matter in the end. They would have won regardless. But to me, I think Rebic had a handball on that outside and it wasn't given. And then he was fouled in the box with the penalty. But regardless, like I said, I don't think it would have mattered. Milan would have just put it into second gear and they would have smashed Crotone anyway. They never had to get out of first gear in this game. No. Uh, Diaz, I believe, got his first goal for in Serie A, too. So, a good game for him. But yeah, not much to say about this game. No. You know, Crotone. Yeah. They look like a Serie B team.
0: They do. They do. Let's move on to the, I'd arguably, the second best game of the, of the match day in Roma-Juventus. Yes. Went a lot better than I thought it would.
1: I am impressed. Me too.
0: All the credit in the world to Paulo Fonseca. Paulo Fonseca is a coach that comes out and he plays an attacking style of football against any team. And he came out and he knew what Juventus was going to do. And he played a counterattack and he played it perfectly. So credit to Paulo Fonseca for adapting. Even after the game, he said he was disappointed with the draw because Roma deserved to win. I agree with him. This Roma team looked pretty good for a team that's in a rebuild some great pieces there jordan vertu huge game for him very well done
1: what about your new signing pedro what did you think his performance
0: impressed me you've really impressed me pedro worth every penny right now ate that went at that giorgio Chiellini, leonardo bonucci pairing and destroyed them destroyed them Ladies and gentlemen, for all you Azzurri fans, if it's going to be Giorgio Chiellini and Leonardo Bonucci leading our back line like that, I'm scared. I'm very scared. And uh, credit to Pedro. Big game for him. Ed and Zeko went to work. Unfortunately missed that opportunity. Should have been the winning goal. Should have been the winning goal. Mkhitaryan played really well. Uh, Mancini played actually okay. He didn't play too bad. I was a little scared when he was in there, but he didn't play too bad. Antonio Mirante gets his second consecutive start. Played well. This is where Andrea Pirlo is going to struggle. When we talked about Sampdoria-Juventus, I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast or not, but I know Juliana and I talked about the Sampdoria-Juventus game, and we felt that it was more so Sampdoria looked awful and not Juventus dominated yes. them. And... This is basically what carried into this game.
1: Juventus they mediocre. Yeah, they have... It, it is Juventus in the end, but we said it. We did, we did say last podcast, this team has big holes in them. Yeah. Their midfield is still not sorted out. Rabiot was finally exposed. I said it last podcast. Yeah. Rabiot made a whole bunch of mistakes in the first game. Missed, pl- uh, missed passes. He just doesn't have the awareness around him as, yeah. a, as a holding midfielder. To me, Rabiot is a number 10 he's his mind is thinks offense he's not a player who's gonna no. do the sideways pass look over your shoulder you know play the space he doesn't play like that he's not suited to that game to that type of game and it showed made mistakes yellow second yellow red he left such a big space between the midfield and the and the defense he did. and that's where mkhitaryan and pedro were Just able went at to them. run and yeah, they went at them. and Kelini and Bonucci are not used to players running at no. them. You know, Kelini, what what makes kelini a great defender is he's amazing at reading the ball. So anything from the playing from the a long ball across the defense, he's able to read it. He'll run to the spot, beat his defender, uh, beat his attacker to the ball, win it. But he's not used to. Uh, week in, week out, players running at him. And yeah. it showed. He kind of looked lost. He just, Kylini's first instinct was run back, run back, run back. Yeah. And Bonucci, you know, <laughs> Mikatani was smart enough. Okay, Kylini's running back. Let me run at Bonucci. And yeah. Bonucci's positioning horrendous. He shows the path for Mikatania to take. Exactly. You know, turns him inside out. And he should have scored Mikatani. But Bonucci and the defense just looked a, a mess. Pirlo has yeah. a lot of work Pierlo's
0: there. Pirlo's got a lot of work to do. This, this is team. the Ronaldo.
1: This is the Ronaldo team. This should just be called yeah. FC Ronaldo right
0: yeah. now. <laughs> you know, all the credit in the world to to Cristiano Ronaldo. Got them the draw. Scored a rocket header. That was an awesome. Yeah, beautiful score. header. I just,
1: um, on that second goal, was, it was a beautiful goal. I just had a, a bit of beef with Perez on that goal. He, yeah. uh, I, don't Lopez, know what he,
0: I don't even know why Bruno Perez came on. I don't know. I
1: with you. You, if you look at the goal, Ronaldo, he's standing in an offside position, which is smart because your winger is staying onside. The pass is made. But Ronaldo's staying in an offside position. He already has three, four yards on the defenders. Exactly. He has body position and everything. Perez is looking across the line, can see that Ronaldo's in an offside position, and he can see where the cross of the ball, yeah. his position is. He doesn't have the mindset to get in front of Ronaldo, You know, block his run, nothing. He just lets him go in. Do his jump. It's like, Perez, wake up! <laughs> you know, Absolutely. you're winning the game. That's the difference between, you know, a victory and the tie right there. Absolutely. So, you know, come on. And he was a sub. He's fresh. He should, he should, he shouldn't be fatigued to not uh, see that. Exactly. You should well, be built to pick that up. That we'll was the only th- thing I'd say about yeah, that second goal. Well, but it was a beautiful goal. We're, still,
0: we're learning. We're learning. We're in rebuild. That's our excuse. We got the draw against Juventus good for Roma. You guys proved me wrong. So thank you very yeah, much. Yeah,
1: Jordan Vertu. Surprising two goals. Yeah. Congratulations. What did you think of Chesney on the penalty? Uh I should've,
0: know he I know he felt he should have stopped it. Because you saw should've. his you saw his just his reaction. He just he felt he should have stopped it.
1: Oh, and, well. and were you happy with uh, Kumbula's debut?
0: Kumbula played okay. Yeah. Played solid. I'm uh, Still a lot to he's gotta learn the system. He's got a lot to learn. A lot to study. He's gotta go into Fonseca's ways. It's gonna take, I think, ten ten games, ten fifteen games to get to get the actual measuring yeah. stick on this Mirage Kambula kid. I think he's gonna be a star.
1: And and what about uh just one more thing before we leave this game. What about Juve's newest signing up top?
0: Oh, Alvaro Morata? That guy was nobody. <laughs> invisible. Invisible. I'll give him One the game. benefit of the doubt. One game, he just got there. He's learning the Pirlo system,
1: but Pirlo's got to learn. Yeah, he's got a lot to learn. Pirlo.
0: He does. He does. It's going to be interesting to see what Pirlo, how Pirlo is, and you know, it's interesting to see how uh, it's interesting to see how much of a leash Juventus is going to give Andrea Pirlo. With this UV squad, because this UV squad is built f- is used to success. So if they experience no success
1: or they're going in a bad direction, how soon do you cut the tie on this guy? I know you give him a chance. I, they, they say, "Oh, Citya doesn't matter. Citya doesn't matter. We won nine Citya titles." But you know what? Citya matters. Citya matters. I don't care if you won it twenty times. You always want to win Citya. Yeah,
0: Bayern Munich always wins the Bundesliga. But they don't. It's not that they don't care about the Bundesliga. They know how important it is to win it. So exactly. if they got to win it twenty years in a row, they're going to do that. Juve is the same
1: way. So we'll move on to the next game.
0: Let's move on to the next game. Bologna four-one thrashing of Parma. Parma just looked flat-footed in this game. Luigi Seppe. Luigi. What's going on, Luigi? Luigi. <laughs> Poor guy. I but, don't know. This Bologna team's good. They are good, this Bologna team. They are pretty good. So I will give them all the credit in this game. They're a lot better than people think they are. High mid-table team. Parma looks like they're going to be a bottom mid-table team. Just enough to
1: survive relegation and avoid it. So, yeah. Good for Bologna. Yeah, Fabio Livirani was expecting this with this team. Table going to be a bit of a struggle since uh, you have a new system, new philosophy. Bologna, the big difference in this game was they had a Soriano on their team. He played unreal. This is his. This is his team. It I is. I think this team. is the most goals he scored against is Parma in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two great midfield. Goals. Great midfield. Mm-hmm.
0: Another guy to look at for this Italian midfield, even though we're in the golden generation. Yes. Still another one to think
1: about. But like we said, first podcast, Skorupski made a huge mistake on the on the own go- on the only goal. Part of do score. I
0: look surprised? No, I don't look surprised. We knew this was going to happen. We, t- we we gave him away for a bag of balls. <laughs> this guy's not a goalkeeper. Go play in Serie B or Serie C.
1: But yeah, Bologna look good. Skovolson promising uh young prospect andreas scovolson scored a nice goal and rodrigo palacio my goodness what a shot yeah. left foot he must
0: have top, listened to the he must have corner. listened to what you said about him yeah because he had a bone to pick it sounded like he was a guy that looked possessed the second he came on that field
1: he's angry with me <laughs> <laughs>
0: congratulations bologna 4-1 win let's move on to the midweek games and then we'll Dive into uh, the match day three games. So the midweek games, right, we got three games on tap to round
1: Let's, up round one.
0: To round up round one, Udinese Spezia relegation dogfight in my books. I think
1: you might wanna, if you're in Canada, you might wanna stay in bed, <laughs> take right. a nap. I I don't know what time the game is, but it's gonna be a snooze fest. I think this game.
0: This game will be a snooze fest. I think a draw very 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 lucky if Udinese wins this game but you can I can't give the Atrezzo Petsy on this that's yeah. they're a mess
1: they're just yeah they're just not good enough they have they have one goal for against udinese has zero goals one goal against we'll see it's going to be a very low goal scoring game if you're lucky to get a goal it's only going to be one i think Udinese should win. Rodrigo De Paul should be the difference maker. He should have enough quality alone oh, to uh, win DePaul, this game.
0: Kevin Lasagna.
1: Kevin Lasagna has to start scoring. He does. Yeah. He does. But enough
0: about Udinese Spezia.
1: Yeah, nothing exciting there. No. Nothing. Here's exciting. Here
0: is the exciting there. game for you: Inter Benevento.
1: Inter Benevento. This
0: better be three points for Inter. This, this is. You got to win these games. You got to oh, win these the, games.
1: These are the games. But Inter in all fairness Conte was winning these games. The games, well, after the break they struggled. They did. But before the break Inter's biggest problem was they couldn't beat the teams that were better than them. Like they lost two twice against Juve. Yep. And uh you know, that's the league, that's the difference right there. But Inter do need to win these games. They should win this game. They
0: should win this game. Benevento's Benev- happy with that th- with that they're comeback after the three points.
1: They were a bit lucky to get that win. I'm just curious to see what uh, Conte does because his big uh, post game interview, his biggest thing was the balance of this team is it's off.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, he had too many guys trying to get into the box, trying to score goals. They forgot about their defensive duties. So I'm curious to see what balance he's going to try and strike now with this team. Absolutely. Because the pieces are there. This team has all the quality in the world. They just need to get it sorted out, sort that defense out ASAP because Inter has a very, very tough schedule. Uh, Coming up, I believe they play Lazio, Napoli, I think, too, and the Milan Derby coming up. That's pretty uh, busy. In the next month and a half, something like that. So they need to get their defense sorted out. This could be their season, you know, right here in the next couple months. I hope Benevento is a bit of a litmus test for them, and we'll see what they do. I think Nangolan is out.
0: Nangolan's out.
1: Out for this game uh, with a sore throat but yeah i expect uh, i expect an inter. win. i hope yeah. i hope that I lukaku and lautaro they did together p- yeah i hope they they get into form because they didn't play good this I know. will be the game to get into form yeah this will be the game they didn't play good i know lautaro scored that beautiful goal but he they did nothing before that no. lukaku scored too. that you know he did nothing all game yeah the only thing i'll give him credit is they didn't put their heads down They hustled Both of them really hustled Even though they were struggling To link up They didn't stop running And that was the difference In that Firenze game So hopefully they can Start working their combinations And get a big victory here I hope they don't They shouldn't even concede a goal No they shouldn't There should be an should be a big one should be
0: So this takes place 12 o'clock tomorrow Same time as with the Suspecia, So you don't have to sleep in You can just yeah, watch so Inter Benevento. Afterno- there you go <laughs> I think they did that on purpose. Because they probably, knew that with
1: the is going to be a snooze Probably, fast. Let's move and on that, and to... Probably, because look at the next game. Yeah, after
0: This game... Whoo! Everybody's got to watch this game. Lazio-Atalanta.
1: This is going to be a scorcher. Yeah. What do you, Tell me, what do you think about this game?
0: Wow, well, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be high-scoring.
1: Any game with Atalanta's high-scoring. Yeah. These days. Well,
0: I, I know. I think it's going to be like another 4-3, 4-3 game. I think so. lazio has got the capability to break down that weak Atalanta defense. Like Ciro Immobile is going to walk through those guys, and uh, Atalanta they're just they're just fire up top, just fire. And this is a really important test for both teams here. These are both teams that are have entered the Champions League this year, so they're getting their Champions League campaigns underway. In a couple of, uh, I guess, a couple of months now, because we're in a bit of a delay, they're still going through qualification. But sorry for that side note. But this is a big test for both teams to see where they stack up in Serie. Alessandro Alessandro Del Piero even said that aside from Inter, Juve's got to worry about Atalanta for the Scudetto. So there are some people out there that think Atalanta can make a run at the Scudetto. This game will make me a believer. If they beat Lazio this game, I, it'll make me a believer. I have them finishing in the top three, and I think the golf will start after that. I think if they beat Lazio, watch out, Inter. Watch out, Juve. These guys are good.
1: Yeah, and Talenta are the real deal. This is the real test for them. If you can get a big statement victory <laughs> against Lazio, because in the uh, season uh, preview, I said Lazio was kind of lose momentum as a team. Yeah. I feel anyway, and Atalanta looks to just be one up. If they can get a big victory here, I think the rest of City, I yeah, watch out. Cause uh, absolutely. Atalanta is real, just that defense. That's the biggest thing. Conchito, last year's Capo Cananieri, if he scores a couple goals, then it's going to be tough for yeah, Atalanta.
0: I think so. But I think, I, I think this game is a 4-3 edge to Atalanta. I think Atalanta is going to win this game. And uh this is going to be a real test for Lazio's depth which they don't have. Exactly. Because Lazio's got this midweek game. They came off an easy 2-0 win against Cagliari, went to work, good for them. Now you got to play Atalanta midweek and then you got a short turnaround and guess who you're playing on Sunday? You're playing Inter.
1: And that's that's a problem for Lazio. Exactly. That's a big problem for so Lazio. So what so what game? So this is Simone Inzaghi's dilemma. Which game do I take more serious? Yeah. You know? Who do I have a better chance at? That's what he has to consider. Do I play my starting lineup against uh, Atalanta and then a mix of you know, A and B players against Inter? It's a very that's a very tough situation. I think
0: I think you have to play your starters in this Atalanta game.
1: I really think you
0: have to because the general consensus is Inter's in a winner bust mo like winner bust mentality. For the scudetto. They're clearly one of the top two favorites. Atalanta is kind of there. So if you're Simone Inzaghi, you take this game seriously and then you hope for the best against Inter.
1: Yeah, and this and this I think is gonna set a precedent for Lazio to sit back and be a little bit more counter uh, counterattacking than normal. Usually they are a counterattacking team, yeah. but well, this is also, They're not afraid to go and play on the front foot, too.
0: Yeah, this is also a test for them for the Champions League that's going to take place in a couple of months because you're going to be playing games on the weekend against teams that are going to be coming at you, and then you're going to be playing against midweek against Europe's elite.
1: So They're going to have it hard, Lazio. This is where the top teams... This is what separates the top teams from the Europa League teams, right?
0: 100%. 100%. I think this is the fall of Lazio, and I love it. <laughs>
1: For Roma Yeah, exciting game. We'll see what happens with that one. Very exciting game, though.
0: All right. So let's move on to... Now we're going to go into match day three, which kicks off on Friday. Friday, yep. Fiorentina-Sampdoria is the first game.
1: Is Samp going to go on (laughs) three?
0: This Fiorentina team is really good. A lot better than I thought it would be.
1: They look really good, but maybe now they're due for... uh, well, mind you, they lost the last game. It didn't feel like a loss, I say.
0: It didn't feel like a loss. I think they're like happy with it. Um, I'm going to say they're going to tie this game. I don't think Claudio Ranieri loses three in a row. I know.
1: Three in a row, that would be harsh.
0: I don't think Claudio Ranieri loses three in a row. But for your Sampdoria fans, that midfield is a mess. Giving away Carl Anetti to Torino really expose your midfield now.
1: For Sampdoria. For
0: Sampdoria. Mm-hmm. So
1: Sampdoria has problems. I said and Lorenzo Tonali. Yeah, I've yeah, i watched. I I put him under a microscope those two games, and yeah. he he's the for me the obvious weakness in that team.
0: No, he is. He is hands down.
1: And Rebari, if he could turn D'Ambrosio inside out, gonna, oh, watch out, Tonali. Scared. He's gonna send you to the moon.
0: So you're go- are you saying Fiorentina's gonna win this game?
1: That's the problem. I don't know. Uh, Fiorentina, they have a win and a loss. Sampdoria, Who I can't losses. picture them starting the season 0-3. But
0: No, I can't. It's kind of, it'll be like the Eusebio Di Francesco days.
1: Like That's not Ranieri to lose. <laughs> that's not Ranieri to lose three games no. in a row. And then after that, Sampdoria has Lazio. So is, is Sampdoria ever going to win a game?
0: Well, <laughs> because, yeah, Sampdoria's got to win this game. They, they got to win this game, but they're not going to win this game. They're going to be, a, a point is good enough for Sampdoria in this
1: game. Considering
0: yeah. the mess they have, so
1: they need they need that point, yeah.
0: and they're not gonna drop they're not gonna drop a one three, I don't think. So I'm gonna say a tie for this. Like game.
1: listen, Sampdoria is Lazio next, Atalanta after that. Yep. So when is this Sampdoria team gonna get a, a a result? They need a point here. And then they play Genoa.
0: They need a point here
1: for the derby. This is a huge game, or else they're not gonna <laughs> get a victory for a long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: yeah. I, I agree with you. I'd say a draw because. Yeah. Ranieri's gonna do exactly that. he's gonna look at the schedule And say boys
0: <laughs> Gotta get something out of this game <laughs>
1: Yeah wake up because uh, Or else you're gonna Be in Serie B for <laughs> sure Before the new year starts
0: <laughs> for sure Alright let's move on to the Saturday's game Only one game on the Saturday Sassuolo against Crotone. Three games. Three
1: games on the side. Oh, is it three games? Oh, yes. my
0: apologies. My apologies. Yep. I see the three games. Firenze
1: Sampdoria is the Friday, the second.
0: Sorry. Sorry. That's October, yeah. My fault. No problem. So, Sassuolo Crotone opens it up.
1: Sassuolo. Sorry.
0: They look too good on the attack.
1: Yeah, Sassuolo's not...
0: Sassuolo's not going to be no push-around against Crotone.
1: No. Chicho Caputo, if he's scoring three disallowed goals... Against Spezia? (laughs) Oh, he's going to have a field day against Crotone. Maybe he'll get a real hat-trick this game.
0: Let's hope. So you're saying Sassuolo as well? Yeah, Sassuolo,
1: no no contest.
0: Let's move on. Next game, second game on Saturday, Genoa-Torino.
1: This will be interesting. This
0: will be an interesting game.
1: Can Genoa rebound? What do you think? No. Straight up, no.
0: No. I think they're in... uh, they got players that got COVID. So That's right. they're out for a while. Matia Perez a big loss. Don't they have
1: like 12 or 14 players 14 now? 14
0: players, I think. So you get a baseball player in so your you're youth game. see.
1: They're getting relegated. I told you. <laughs> no, they're, they're not
0: going to get relegated. They're they're too good to get relegated. Torino, seven,
1: seven goals against two games. I know the, six nil in one game, but.
0: Torino needs this. More than Genoa does. Do. Torino needs this
1: bad. If Gianpaolo doesn't win this game, we'll probably get fired.
0: <laughs> probably. I think Torino wins this game.
1: He won't, but yeah, they, he needs a win. Torino
0: Gianpaolo. wins
1: this game. You think? I think so. Genoa, I think Genoa is going to relegate it. So Torino, you have Bellotti and Simone Zaza. Yep. Bellotti scored his two goals, yep. so now the pressure's off him. Yeah. Uh, he's broken in. He's broken in. That's it. Zaza, I think, will score his goal. This would be a good game for Torino to get the ball rolling for them.
0: For sure. And you got a really wobbly Federico Marchetti. Sorry, Federico. We know you're on the tail end of your career.
1: Yeah, so. But it's okay. It's all in Torino's favor. That you yeah. have. If you don't win this game, Marco Giampaolo, no, good delay. luck the rest of the season. I
0: don't know what to tell you. All right. Saturday afternoon, 2.45, Toronto Eastern Standard Time. Roma Udinese.
1: Roma Udinese. What do you think? Roma Roma.
0: Roma hands down. Roma. So this hands is down. where
1: Roma's weird. These are the games where Roma drops points. I know, but they'll play amazing one game and then they'll completely lose the plot yeah, in the other game. Of course. That's where but it's so hard to predict with Roma. Roma
0: knows they need these points. They screwed it up against Ellis Verona. They got the tie grateful for that against Juventus. They need this 3 points against Udinese. This Udinese team does not look good.
1: But you got to remember, the Sudanese team was the leading uh, team for clean sheets last season. So they are good defensively still. I think that Nzeko's got to rip them apart. You, you got know, Pedro.
0: He got Pedro. you got Mkhitaryan. I'm not worried about this game. Roma wins this game 2-0. Uh, I
1: don't know. It's hard to say. If you look back not too long ago.
0: So what are you saying? The last
1: game, Udinese won two nothing. So what are you saying? Udinese won two nothing in their last game, but Roma had a red, and the game before that, Roma smashed them four nothing.
0: So what are you saying? Are you saying they're gonna tie? Are you saying they're gonna win? Are you saying they're gonna lose?
1: Depends on who's that who's in that starting lineup for Roma, but they they have to carry that momentum I think from UVA. Jack was back. You Let's give it to see. Roma. Let's give it to okay, Roma. Okay, we'll give it to Roma. We'll make you happy here, so you don't throw the mic in my head. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. But Roma should win. They better win.
0: Roma better win this game. That takes place. For our here. reputations here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Sunday, first game, 6.30 in the morning. Atalanta Cagliari. Oh, Atalanta.
1: Atalanta.
0: You, Zebio, you're going to get eaten alive if you play 4-3-3. But when you come out in a 4-3-3 formation, I'm not going to be
1: surprised. So, Zab- Atalanta. Yeah, Sabio's going to try and bring the game to Atalanta like a- <laughs> Like a madman and he's gonna pay the price. Yep.
0: Atalanta, hands down. Yeah. Now. We're getting I, serious. Lazio, Inter.
1: Oof. So this the midweek games are gonna play a big factor here.
0: They are gonna play a big factor, but Inter so Inter and Lazio are both playing tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is good. Yes. But Inter's got a much
1: Inter has more game depth
0: and a much easier game.
1: Much easier game. They have more pieces, more dynamic players on the team. Lazio's always been hard for Inter. The big thing here is that, that defense. I don't know what? if De Vrij and Skrina are going to be... Uh, De Vrij should be available. I don't know what Skrina is What's going on with him. But Both teams play that 3-5-2. Yeah. Inter has better players in every position. I want to see Hakimi start. If Hakimi starts, he will... He, I think he'll beat anybody in yeah. this league. Maybe Theo Hernandez will be a bit of a run for him, but he should handle Maudisic pretty easy. For sure. I just, I don't know what Lazio we're going to expect. Is Lazio going to be conservative and sit back and just hope, you know, just don't get beat these two games like bad and just, you know, get the points and move on and just aim for those Champions League spots, you know. What's Lazio's uh, approach to this game going to be? What do you think?
0: I think Lazio's more focused on the Atalanta game. I think that game's more winnable for them. They feel it's more winnable for them. And um, they're going to put all their eggs in that basket. And they're going to come out and they're just going to sit back on Inter. Because they know that Inter, like I said, is a top two for the Scudetto. A a heavy favorite. I'm going to give the edge to Inter in this game. I think the lack of depth is going to show really early for this Lazio team. Inter's got that depth. I think Inter wins this game. And they have to win this game. So...
1: Yeah, they do. Inter. This this Inter this Inter team is very suspect on the counterattack and that's Lazio's strength. It is. That's Lazio's. That's the only part that scares me. And I don't think Inter can deal with the long balls uh like the long ball being played by Attari. I don't I think they're going to struggle Inter against Lazio.
0: I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be like a one nothing 2 to 1 game. It's going to be a one goal that makes a difference here.
1: Yeah, it's, the set pieces are going to be huge. I think Enter will win this game on a set piece, so, so I'll give it into the victory. I think it's going to come down to a corner or a free kick that's put into the box for a header. Enter has amazing players for that. D'Ambrosio can win headers. De Vrij, Lukaku, Lautaro. You have uh, who else? Who else can win? Barella for his height can win a header. Yeah. So they have really good pieces for the, and they have good delivery, uh, good delivery for the ball. And Ashley Young, Eriksson, they have a lot of guys that can deliver ball. I'll give into the edge on this game. There we go. We'll I'll give in to the edge because Lazio doesn't have that depth, and I think that Atlanta game they're gonna have to run a lot and a lot, and well. they're gonna be tired. They're gonna be tired. Yeah, hundred percent. That's where enters. They have way more depth in that squad.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's move on to the next game: Benevento, Bologna.
1: Ooh, it's going to be tricky.
0: That's a tricky game.
1: Especially Benevento. Even though they didn't deserve that win, they still found a way to win. They
0: found a way to win, but they're playing midweek against Inter.
1: But they know. That's a game they're going to go against Inter.
0: And they know it's going to go not go their way. You know, like,
1: this is going to be their game plan against Inter. 11 guys behind the ball. Let's get a point. We so get a San point. Marino we get a point. If yeah, we but, get a point, great. If not, so be it. We're never... You know, this is Inter. We're Benevento. Yeah. They're going to come out for this game.
0: This Bologna team looks good, though.
1: They do. If Soriano could put in a performance like yeah, that again. This Bologna team looks Ander good. Andre Mihailovic.
0: You know what? I'll, I'll, I'm going to say these two are going to take a tie.
1: Take a tie? I think a tie. I think Bologna going to edge it out because know, I don't think people in Zaghi's style... I don't think he's... Uh, I think he's learned from his days. I don't think he's one to sit back. anymore. I think he's more... I'm going to bring the game to teams we think we can beat. So you're giving the edge to... I'm going to give the edge to Bologna. Yeah. Because for that reason. Because I just think Bologna has better yeah. uh, players. Okay. But I feel like uh, Inzaghi isn't going to be one for his teams to sit back anymore. Well... see, I th- If I'm not mistaken, he was a bit more of a defensive coach. Yeah. And uh, just based off that game against Amdoria, you know, they can see the two goals and it's like screw this. What do we got to lose? Let's go out. Attack. Play. Hammer these guys. Give them problems and look at that. So we'll see. Well, let's see. Bologna for me.
0: Bologna. Bologna for Giuliano, Tie for me. Parma, Hellas, Verona.
1: Parma, Hellas, Verona. Another tricky one. It's going to be another.
0: Well, let's see what our boy Luigi does
1: in (laughs) that. Luigi.
0: Bruno Alves is a center back. That's a problem for Parma. Hellas, Verona. But they're a solid team but like you said they nobody really stands out
1: no they they have some nice players they have uh, Antonin his name is what's his uh, last name I can't remember his last name but I remember his first name Antonin he's a number 7 long blonde hair plays yep. by the striker he's a solid player for them for Alice Verona and a player who's actually impressed me a lot for Alice Verona is Faraoni Oh, Farahone, right. yeah, he he's really uh, stepped up. He was an Inter youth product, that's why I have a little bit of interest in him. He's he looks like a real top talent.
0: Yeah, well, let's see. What and he
1: he could be the difference in this game.
0: So you're gonna say Hellas Verona in this game?
1: For this game, I'm gonna give yeah Hellas Verona the the advantage. I just think Juric has more of a grasp on his team still. Leverani he was uh, telling the new owners listen Kraus the new owners I need new players which he's right this team is a counter-attacking team they are under Diversa that's how that team is built he doesn't have the players to play his style yet so it's a bit of like why are you playing your possession style when you don't have the players so he is a bit at fault for that Uh, because you could see Gervinho in the last game he you know the system was just a bit of a mess Yeah. Um, because he's a counter-attack player he just doesn't fit in uh vision so therefore I give Padma's still a work in, in progress, so I'll give Hellas uh Okay. Hellas the edge here. So they're Giuliano. gonna start they're gonna start three and all Hellas. They're gonna be first in City Yeah. We'll see.
0: We'll <laughs> see. I got them I got them I am gonna play a little more reserves. I think they're gonna come out with a draw. I think Parma's gonna be happy with a point.
1: A lot of draws this weekend then.
0: I think so. I think so.
1: Just because I don't know. It's the, and there hasn't been a lot of draws. No, yeah. No, listen, Which isn't typical like, of City Yeah, we're
0: only two two weeks in. But still. Now, like, do we really need to talk about this one? (laughs) Milan-Spezia?
1: We got to show some respect to Spezia.
0: I have none (laughs) for Spezia. Sorry to all the Spezia fans, but I have. Actually, my little thing on Spezia. I have... There is a player that we do follow. For those of you that don't know, for all you Canadian fans out there, there is a goalkeeper, plays through the Spezia youth system. I think he... Born in Montreal... Uh, moved over to Europe when he was thirteen or fourteen years old. Axel Desjardins. He's 20, 21 years old, youth product for the Canadian national team. Uh John Herdman has just got wind of this guy. Apparently the, the the scouting report is he's got Manuel Neuer-esque reflexes. No, he's not they're not saying he's as good as Manuel Neuer. That that's far from the truth. Um, he
1: plays in the same style, He though. plays
0: the same style. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So he's never going to see a minute in the Serie A anyways. He he was with their youth team, got promoted, was back was back up to Simone Scufa last season. But now with Spezia bringing in Raphael and Zoet from, uh, to, to shore up their goalkeeper situation, you're not going to see Axel Desjardins, unfortunately, in Serie A. Unless some, by some miracle they decide to start him. But that's my little thing about Spezia. Other than that, you're going down. So Milan... <laughs>
1: Milan. Congratulations on scoring their first goal, at least. Yeah. They got their first Serie A goal ever.
0: Congratulations.
1: we got to give them that. The first threat.
0: of very few. <laughs> Milan okay. 3, Spezia 0 for my books. Done. Okay.
1: Nothing else to say there.
0: On to the next one. Juventus-Napoli. Big game. Big, big, big game. game.
1: Big, big game.
0: This is where Napoli can really see where they line up in terms of top four, possibly very, very faint Scudetto hopes.
1: Yeah, if Juve, if they slip up here, they could, you know, have a bit of a, they're going to be behind now in the I title think so. race.
0: I think this Napoli team's a lot better you than know, the Roma team. It is. There's a big and difference
1: between being on top of the table and always chasing, it's a big psychological difference. And this will give Napoli the, edge. This will put him at first if they win this game. It will with uh, Milan and Verona. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> no, we'll
0: see. The one problem here, though, is you're missing your main guy in Lorenzo Insigne for this game. Yes. How bad does this hurt Napoli?
1: Bad, bad, right? yeah.
0: Bad. But Chucky loves. Of course,
1: of all games to miss, that's the game that's the Lorenzo. Game. That's that's his career. Lorenzo Insigne
0: misses the big games. Big game. He but
1: misses it through a bad performance, or he misses it because he's not available to play.
0: Dries Mertens, it's gonna be on you. Chucky Lozano, it's gonna be on you. Oziman, Oziman, be it's interesting. Be I
1: want to see Ozyman and Kalini that battle. I want to see what happens.
0: Ozyman, I hope you rip him apart.
1: He's gonna, he's gonna do damage there. Like I said, Ozyman, The beautiful thing about him is you have to pick him up because if you yeah. don't pick him up. He's gonna destroy you yeah. in that. So you have to at least commit one to two defenders. Now, if it's gonna be Bonucci, Cellini that have to pick him up, you're gonna have Lozano and Mertens to deal with on top of that. And they play in the spaces in between the midfield and defense, in between the wing backs and the center backs. That's the positions they pick up, which uh, which we call the half spaces. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see, because uh, Rabiot is gonna be out. If Artur comes in, how he's going to handle that. It's going to be interesting how Juve deals with Napoli on a defensive side of things. And then we go from there. Because Napoli, they, they can score quite a few goals in this game. Oh, they can. It's there. Juve has those holes in their defense. It's there. And you know Ronaldo's going to score a goal or two. Yeah. So Napoli's going to have to come out. They a penalty and here and there too. <laughs> so you know. So a you mystery know, mystery handball.
0: <laughs> Something like that.
1: Pellegrini there. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing on um, that. <laughs> Buckle <laughs> up. So that's what Napoli has to do. They have to bring the game to Juve. Don't play scared. But Juve, Pirlo... It's going to be a very interesting game against his old game? his old buddy Gattuso. Who wins this game? I'm saying Napoli right now the yeah, way it's going.
0: I agree. I'm saying Napoli wins this game. This Napoli team is a team that's already under the Gennaro Gattuso way. Yes. Whereas you have this Juventus team that's figuring out their identity. Figuring out how to play under Andrea Pirlo and right now you got to give the edge to Gennaro Gattuso. He's a much better more qualified experienced, sorry, more experienced manager than Andrea Pirlo is. He's been in these games before with AC Milan, Napoli last year. I think Napoli wins this game.
1: I agree. Not, you, Pirlo still has uh, a the, lot the to learn. The headlines
0: are going to be, what's wrong with Juve? Yeah.
1: <laughs> is is he going to start feeling the heat?
0: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Does Napoli team, they are. I think they're too good.
0: They're way too good. That attack is just off the charts.
1: And Juve just really have to get that midfield sorted out. Yeah. They really do. They do. They you do. Know.
0: But we'll uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll go from there. We and, will. And th- so those are the games for match day three. Be very interesting to see what happens. Um, is there any rumblings coming out of Italy that you want to talk about? Any transfer rumors?
1: No, nothing. Uh, seems like Italy's quieted down a bit on the transfer have, front.
0: Yeah, the one thing for for Roma is we have the Eric Milik uh, the debacle. There. The saga has now closed. Roma is rumored to get Boria Mayoral on a on a loan from Real Madrid, who will be the understudy to Eden Zecco twenty three years old.
1: Real Madrid prodigy was Real supposed to be
0: was supposed to be still a lot of time for him. Yeah, He's only twenty three years old. So hey, that that would be a great signing for us. We'll take it because we 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 definitely need a backup striker, big time. Big yes, time.
1: Roma Roma showed the big difference between their first game and their second game. What a difference a number season. nine what makes! A, difference eh? a number nine makes for them. What a difference! And it's important. You need. You need a number 9 in that Roma team to give players like Mkhitaryan and Pedro for sure space to run into. They need a reference point up top. It, Absolutely. It's a big it's a big thing for a team like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Long gone are the days of uh, false nines and Francesco Totti's. Those days are gone.
0: They are. They are. So yeah. That's really all that's There's not much like Giuliano said like quiet there's a lot of quieting down in Italy. I mean Kita from uh, Kita Balde. Kieta Balde from Monaco goes back to Sampdoria. Yes,
1: after his stint in Liga. Yep.
0: I think we're gonna see Antonio Candreva's Sampdoria debut next game for Sampdoria, right?
1: Oh, he played last game. He, got he an did assist. play last game, but can't he can't cross assist. the ball and enter. He gets an assist in his first game. This guy. Well, he's playing for a bunch of nobodies. So. But good, good on, good on uh, Antonio.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, yes. I
1: think Ancelotti's first in the Premier League. Yeah, Everton, Everton,
0: which is big, wow. really big. Congratulations, congratulations, Carlo. Carlo! You're really showing all those Premier League uh, clubs how to w- how to work properly. <laughs> uh, that's all I have on that. West Ham, um, West Ham are in the talks to get uh, Maximovic.
1: Yes, from Napoli. From
0: Napoli for twenty five million. Good riddance. <laughs>
1: We, and we mentioned it before, screener possibly to Tottenham. Yep. Which I hope to God doesn't happen because Inter Neither cannot one. lose any more defenders. No,
0: definitely not. Definitely not. Um, let's move into. Uh, we're going to dip down into the second tier. Just a couple of quick references. So, Sedia B. Sedia B uh, started off this past weekend. So. Surprise, surprise, Cittadella is on top. For those of you that don't know, Cittadella is a team in North Italy. I think they're outside of Verona. They always flirt with the promotion playoffs, the top two, always, year in and year out. Then they end up finishing in a promotion playoff, and you know what happens? They get knocked out. So (laughs) don't worry about that. The one thing I really want to touch upon in Serie B is uh, Monza is in Serie B. This is a team that is owned by Silvio Berlusconi and is ran um, by Adriano uh, Galani. Galliani right Galliani yeah. Galliani sorry sorry for the mispronunciation so the former Milan prodigies that brought all that success to Milan they have some very notable players some very familiar names this team looks pretty good they just came up from Serie C Eugenio Mana and Net uh, played for Genoa I believe and body. Uh, Giuseppe Belushi was a prodigy when he was with Catania, when Catania was yes. in Serie A. Gabriel Paletta, another center back. Uh,
1: good old Paletta.
0: Good old Paletta came out from the Parma. Chinese. Yeah,
1: Parma, Milan. Parma, Milan China. went to
0: China, and now he's back. Uh, Mario Samparisi was basically uh I think
1: Firenze I believe something He was a
0: Firenze prodigy that just never mm-hmm. went anywhere so maybe he found something there. Giulio Donati played for Lecce last year. Spent most of his career in Germany. Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen. You know? Antonino Barilla played for Parma, played for my favorite Serie C team Trapani uh, for a number of years, very good player Nicola Rigoni. Like these are these are some pretty heavy names and the latest one is Kevin Prince Boateng. Just
1: signed, yeah, Monza.
0: Watch out for this team. This team might get promoted, and they are, of course, managed by the wonderful Christian Brocchi,
1: great manager. Another former Milan player. It'll be interesting. A new team in Lombardy to compete. Absolutely. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe they'll come through.
0: Absolutely. And it's like it's
1: we've. Juliana
0: and I have talked about this several times. Serie C teams when they come up, they have to make the next step right away, or else they're going to fall apart. Exactly. So if you get promoted One from Serie A to Serie B, you got to make that next season to Serie A or else you're going to run into trouble.
1: It just that, gets harder and harder.
0: It does. This Monza team knows that. Berlusconi knows that. He wants this team in Serie A now. I think they make it into Serie A. That's my small thing on the Serie B. Perfect. I
1: don't know nothing to talk about in the CPL. No, right. nothing to
0: talk about the CPL. CPL's done. We're look, waiting for the CONCAF League, and we're also uh, for Forge FC, so good luck there for Forge. And uh, waiting to see when that TFC Forge Canadian Championship goes down. That's going to be a cracker of a game.
1: Yes. Can't wait to see it. Let's go Forge. And Milano, congratulations on advancing to the next stage. Rio, the- Rio Ave now they play. Yeah. And From Portugal, mid-table Portuguese team. That's their next uh, opponent. I believe that's the, the final opponent, right? Yes, that is the final one. And then the qualifications are done. Champions League qualifications? Are they? Uh, they're still going on. Still going on. They're still going on. And the I mean, Italian teams. Our
0: four teams are in there, right? Already. There, right? Lazio, exactly. Atalanta, Inter, and Juve. So it's just a matter of waiting for the draw. Um, and I think that's really it. That's it. Awesome. So that's uh, that wraps everything up for today's episode. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you for all the support. Thanks for all the the questions that you guys have been asking us.
1: Leave reviews on Twitter. Please leave reviews Rate on Twitter. Rate us five Twitter.
0: stars. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, we are available on YouTube now. Um, fortunately, we're not available by video on YouTube yet. It's coming, but it is coming. So we will be filming as well our podcast. So. You can see us throw our hands around when we're arguing. With see each all the other. goofy
1: stuff with you. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So, thanks, everyone. Enjoy the games tomorrow and this weekend. And until next week.
1: Yes, enjoy the games. Ciao. Ciao, ragazzi.